back in the 90s. Everything was better and somehow worse all at once. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of Saturday morning cartoons. by day, homework by night. We were betrayed by the boomers we had sworn to protect. Frozen in student loan debt for a thousand years. Now on the internet, the shows of old return, and we live again. We are defenders of what came before. We are Nostalgia Plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nostalgia Plus show where we take all the best things from the past and make them even better somehow here in the future. Uh, I'm Dan Evanson, your host, and I'm joined by my other co-hosts. That's right. I've taken command of the podcast entirely now. You're all <laughs> subjugated to being co's. Uh, <laughs> That's why I started my, my own podcast, so I could be a host. <laughs> That's right. I'm joined by Rachel. Hi. And Peter. Hello. And Nick. Hey. And Katie. That's me. And uh, we're back to talking about uh, uh, the wild and waggy world of Gargoyles. Uh, We got three episodes up today. As we continue the world tour, uh, we are going to be talking about Golem Sanctuary and MIA. And uh, the first one up is Golem. Uh, the IMDb description of this is the world tourists arrive in Prague to find Halcyon Renard taking desperate measures to preserve his life with the use of a golem over the objections of its young controller. Did <laughs> you mention his name? No, his I, name? I, apparently his name is Hassian. No, Halcyon? the young controller. Oh, I, I think they say his name once. <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know um let's see if i look in the uh was it was it yanis or was that the old man i don't i don't, I don't know i think Matt's they probably said each of their names once and that was it I, i'll be honest in, in this section of episodes it is increasingly difficult to, to even figure out who's who with all of these new characters being thrown at us not only new, but like one time only. Right, right. That don't yeah, we... <clears throat> Excuse me. We won't be seeing uh, the rabbi there again, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you Either come down way. on it. Yes. Right. So yeah. here's, here's, I mean, we can, we can run right into the biggest problem with this episode, which is the, the grabbing and use of uh, uh, Jewish legend and cultural history for you know a cartoon and then not only that but not mentioning jews jewishness judaism or any of that once yeah none of the symbolism appears there's no uh none of the common iconography except for the uh the the use of a scarf to like identify it's not called the scarf obviously it probably has a name or something yeah, yeah. I, i'm sure it has some very important word that i don't know um but yeah. It, yeah, it was an interesting choice because they represent 
sort of Jewish mysticism here, which is something that's often not associated with sort of the well-known parts of Jewish culture, though it does to some extent exist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Rachel, well, what, how did you feel about this episode? <laughs> didn't like it. It was very boring. They just took the, like, I literally Googled Golem because, like, I oh, Golems are some, a part of some folklore and I just didn't remember. And literally on the first, like, wiki page, it's like, oh, it, uh, talking about the a dude in the 1500s who used a Golem to protect Judaism, uh, the Jewish people against a threat, which is basically the backdrop of this episode i was like ah so they took the most well-known folklore great <laughs> what well, yep. so what i i've noticed an obvious theme here between this episode and the, and the ones following which is they're they're trying to essentially visit different cultures that have their own version of what a gargoyle is right the idea of this creature created by people to protect them well, except the gargoyles aren't created by people, as far well, as we know. As far as we know, yeah. But it's but I, I'm talking almost watching this from like a as us the viewer, understanding that gargoyles are not real living creatures, right? I did I did think the gargoyle was uh, the, not, the golem was going to be a gargoyle for like half a second. And that was going to be the twist. Well, but that's what I mean. It's the same, and and it's the same issue that we saw in the episode with the um uh, the indigenous people, right? Um, right. and with the, and with the, the Thunderbird, is that what it was called? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just sort of a, a shallow surface level dive into these. It's just, you know, it's a one 20 minute episode in a cartoon. Uh, but, I, but I think that the goal here is to sort of visit all of these different cultures and sort of, uh, I guess, look at something similar to the gargoyle in in that very basic uh way i it's obviously problematic but this seems to be the theme that they're going along with in the world tour i kind of just wish they took a culture and kind of like stuck uh, stuck with it so we could learn more about it instead of just hopping around the world well so i mean i, I believe dan said that this world tour part is just like a little rocky and we kind of just got to power through it right is that generally the consensus uh i mean it's very long <laughs> it's so long um you gotta run out of power and unfortunately like the payoff will be the last like it goes all the way to the end of the season and then unfortunately season three uh is is very bad it's a bad it, the show gets bad in season three guys <laughs> are you gonna make us watch those too yeah yeah we're gonna watch them all now we may <laughs> we may, uh i don't know i've been thinking about condensing season three into like a single episode maybe because they're really that awful but um oh, no don't uh, do that because i'll just watch all of season three in one day like i do these like do do these for these episodes <laughs> Yeah, no, I, t I feel like I told you guys at the beginning that Gargoyles kind of ends on a sour note. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. and it didn't really... It got cut, right? Like, it's not like they were planning to end there necessarily, or were they? Well, the creative team changed for... Oh, right, okay. Because of um, uh, the way that season two was handled and uh, its results... Uh, 
the the ability of the team to sort of produce that many episodes again was kind of called into question and so the creative team kind of like left because they were like hey we're not we can't work like this and uh produce you know the good show that you guys have had and they're like fine you're easily replaceable and then they proved how not easily replaceable <laughs> they are so um yeah. yeah i don't know i agree with you guys that about this episode especially that it's you know if wikipedia had existed at the time uh that would have been about the level of uh research they did on jewish <laughs> culture and um well i'm not sure they really could do more in 20 minutes well that's really. why i said i i would like it like a bigger like deep dive like small mini arcs of going right. to different right. cultures if they had three or four episodes and they really did it justice maybe even then it's still kind of questionable to even go down that road at all yeah uh, at least from a modern lens but from 1994 i don't know maybe that was fine I don't know. I was not alive in 1994. Yeah, most shows were not even attempting to like leave the the vein of America, you know, and the and the 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 default, the quote unquote default experience at the time. Right. Which, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they put the show in New York. Uh, I I mean, you know, it's had a diverse cast from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the, the characters, right? Not necessarily so much in terms of the voice acting, but um, but yeah, I mean, they. I always feel like Gargoyles is at least trying, yeah, if they don't succeed uh, every time. I feel like in later episodes, um, they, they try to introduce concepts of other gods, and I feel like later, or like media now has also like, uh, like I recently read a book that was talking about the gods, how the, all the gods actually exist, but as they lose followers, they go to sleep, and so and so and so and so. That could have been interesting instead of putting them all into like this is basically oh, it's the same thing as Western uh, this Western myth that we're working off of. Yeah, all the gods you believe in are tricks put on you by fey creatures, right? Or- <laughs> right. Yeah, but at it, least it, I mean they didn't seem to do that going forward, right? Because we have oh, it's not in this. We're not talking about it in this episode. Yeah, we're talking that's about it in the next episode. Okay, well, well, we can leave this episode behind because uh, I think we've said all we want oh, to say about I, that. I have two things. First, that paddle on the boat that they use thing, the pole. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's absolutely useless in deep water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming that all of the, the waters of Avalon are just like two feet deep. <laughs> and they're just they're but they just appear in the ocean at points. It's just two foot deep ocean. It's just... Maybe also, it's like a power pole and extends as you go. Also, Ooh. there's a, yeah. there's, a, there's a point where Bronx is just defi- defying physics in this episode. Which, which point? Where he's just like climbing down this building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It does take a slow walk off of the side of a, a building, yeah. And walk okay. down, yeah, that's true. I will say, in this episode, I appreciate their commitment to gargoyles can't fly, they can only glide. Like, Goliath literally has to climb the tower before he can glide away. Yeah, yeah, they, they do that when it's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> other other times they're convenient. like, we're going to glide, but uh, we're going to forget gravity for a second, and we'll just glide about, you know, six feet off the ground for six or seven miles mm-hmm. you know who cares um oh. and there's an episode coming up where they um a dog fight <laughs> oh yeah 
I, I will say, I will say, I uh, I was happy to see Evil Owen again. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't remember. Was it established that they're brothers or something, or is it no. really just like every bit, every mischievous billionaire has one of these Owens as his sidekick? <laughs> See, now that I have a hand cannon, it's just a school that like uh, like trains <laughs> butlers who but also can like uh, like ass kicking butlers. Right. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like they have a, a bank of clones and they yeah. train and they train. Yeah, I was perfectly. gonna say it was like Star Wars Clone Wars, so there we go. Yeah. And then um I you know, clearly Renard was kind of a stupid dick in this one, but um there was no point in him being in the speedboat at the very beginning. <laughs> like that's just that's just terrible masterminding. <laughs> it's that's because he was plot convenience. I know. They I actually know. owned a hovercraft that they could have been in, but for some reason they were in a speedboat. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's you know send send evil Owen to to do the speedboat while you're sitting. Um, comfortably in your hover chair watching TV or something. Like, oh, I don't, called him don't be on the Owen. boat. <laughs> <laughs> discount yeah. Owen. I do like that. Off-brand Owen. <laughs> we have so many clothes. We have discount Owen, uh, Nega Goliath. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Goliath. <laughs> the, the Dutch trio is not really like a, a clones, though. The, the who? <laughs> the, oh, uh, the, 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 cl- the trio, I see. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I refuse to call what whatever uh, Nega Goliath by his real name because I no, hate me it. too. He's he's <laughs> Negoliath. Thalog. No, no, speak it not. <laughs> it's Negoliath three times, yeah. except now if you say it three times, he appears. <laughs> um, because his episode is next, right? Yeah, that's right. Next well, episode. Yeah. Sorry, what okay. were you going to say, Rachel? I was like, oh, it is. I don't write the episode titles, so I don't. I just oh, have no, no, no contact. No. I have no contact. I have like episode forty-one, and then my notes, which consist of evil twin plot question mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. So this is a sanctuary uh, in Paris. Uh, Elisa spots Macbeth. He's about to be married. Elisa recognizes his bride to be and realizes the groom has to learn about his future wife's secret before it's too late. Spoilers. He's gonna marry. <laughs> Demona, and Demona oh. is gonna marry him. Neg Goliath, Neg Goliath. Yeah, my my note says because I didn't recognize um, human. Uh, no, I don't know how Elisa did. I didn't either. I was like <laughs> red haired French woman that has a terrible French accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my note was that that oh Macbeth fell in love with a bad French accent. <laughs> Aww. Oh, we forgot to mention the most terrible part of the last episode. Oh, when um, Renard, uh, old white dude, decides to be like, "Hey, do you guys want to ride home?" Oh, that's <laughs> right. It's like, no, <laughs> it is our fate to be here and travel until uh, until the, the script. script says we can go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mazda doesn't care. She's like, she makes a minimal effort to contact anyone. Right. I don't like, need my oh, job. Yeah, yeah. I, I have vacation time. It's cool. She she almost calls someone in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Well, she went to a payphone. No, no. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. went to a payphone and then saw. I don't uh, know something. Macbeth and, and Demona. No, no. Yeah, Wait, that's not the. 
Oh yeah, okay. She asks for a payphone in the Gollum episode, but then doesn't right. get yeah. one. And she gets to one in Sanctuary, but then sees Okay, yeah, well, good for you, I guess. <laughs> well, I the payphone was confusing because I don't know really how to use payphones. Well, I do. You put money in and then you dial. Yeah, but how do you use them internationally? <laughs> you put extra money in and then you dial more numbers. Okay. Or you can call collect. Yeah, yeah or, or you can call the, the operator operators. and say, I'm trying to reach this number. <laughs> yeah, like I guess she was trying to do that this episode and this kind of just didn't because <laughs> Demona and Macbeth were more important for reasons other than telling people she's not missing. Yes. She yeah. also implied that she's just using her vacation days. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you got to call into your work. Why is it like any of her business if, you know, they want to get married anyway? Yeah. Well, you didn't she... try to stop Fox and what's his dick? Xanatos. Xanatos. Xanatos and little Xanatos. <laughs> Yes, Which and Xantos. now uh, inside Mama's. <laughs> oh, oh wait a minute. Um, <laughs> I know she she thought Macbeth was being uh, uh, tricked, which he was. Well, well, she she decides that by the end, but in the beginning, it's just the assumption that like, well, these two are up to no. Oh, good that's right, they're up to no good. And then Angela, I forgot that female. Yeah. Angela. Opposite of Demona. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot her name. She's very, I don't see her very much. and She doesn't do much in the last few episodes. <laughs> Except in this one, she's like, I'm obsessed with parentage. Yeah, briefly. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's not I, mentioned. I, I'm actually kind of surprised they just blatantly answered the question of who her parents were. And uh, she asks Elisa, like, Alicia, Lisa should, should know somehow other than, like, the obvious way that we all know that it, that that's her mother because they look seemingly identical. Right. Yes. Except with um, Goliath. There you go. Yeah. I mean, she's literally a Photoshop of those two characters, like, you know, merged together in a funny comedy. bit. <laughs> so I did, I enjoyed this episode, right? I mean, like I, I enjoyed seeing some of the Xanatos style loop-de-loop planning in in his protege negoliath um <laughs> like the way that he handed what is it uh macbeth a, a laser gun secretly so that he and what's your name would kill each other oh, no. I, I liked i liked all of that scheming i thought yeah. it was neat I, I, just, I found it bizarre that they're trying to the whole plot of this okay i just want to if we talk about what's actually happening here <laughs> is trying to marry Macbeth and then hide him in a dungeon so that he can be considered legally dead just so she can get all of his shit. Yep. Yes. And then Thalog is trying to betray Demona so he can get all the shit. Don't yes. they already have all the shit? They have no. laser guns at their disposal. Well, I they mean, murder people like at will. Like, why are they worried so focused on Macbeth's like because how- because uh uh Negoliath is a vindictive, <laughs> manipulative monster, literally and figuratively. Who's obsessed with money. Who's obsessed with uh, Xanatos and yeah. who, who wants to like be, he wants to get a peer level 
with his former master so that he can get some kind of vengeance. And he ran away with $20 million. I guess I'm just wondering why they don't just rob a bank or anything That's else. too easy. It just seems so silly to me to like go through this like lemony snicket style like sham. That's when you set up a Ponzi scheme, right? I mean, you're you're right and you're wrong, right? I mean, like obviously this is this is finicky level complicated. It's the kind of thing that you should kind of plan. You should never make and try to execute if you actually want to succeed with your plan. Um, On the other hand, what's that? It's it's a complex economic scheme that is hinges on the idea that at the end of the complex economic scheme, two thirds of the parties involved will kill each other with laser guns. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which <laughs> But they have to pay taxes after the estate fees for when he dies. So it's uh, like, do they actually win in the end? Well, no, you might not actually have part. to pay. I'm not sure for one, I'm not sure about French tax law. Two That's a good point. Um, two husband to wife transfers may not be may not be taxed or are often taxed much less severely than than inheritance tax to children. And three, once it's inside, like because they made their little company Nightstone Limited, once it's in that company, then somebody dying doesn't actually change the ownership of the money, and so that could also avoid taxes. I, there is one other line, though, that I found a little disturbing, I guess, is Thalog predicts that at the end of his plan, he'll have almost as much money as Xanatos, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, taking into account any taxes that may uh, incur. Whatever. That implies that Macbeth is just as wealthy or more so than Xanatos. But also, That's, yeah. you're, not, you're not accounting for the money that uh, Demona has that she contributed. I... I mean, no, like we don't, we don't have any way of, of valuing that. Like she said, you know, including the treasures that I brought to our company. And I just, I don't know. Like she owns her own mansion in the middle of central park. That's like, true. She does. I think she's doing there. okay. <laughs> I had just assumed Xanatos bought that for her. You yeah, might maybe, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I assumed, and there's no real basis for this. I assumed that what she brought to the Knightsbridge, Knightsbridge, Knightstone, um, corporate entity that she and and Negoliath made um, was roughly equivalent to what Negoliath brought, which was $20 million or so, which would put them like three or four orders of magnitude of wealth lower than Xanatos. Well, Um, they did also imply that, that Thalog is uh, uh, some sort of financial genius and investor. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I kind of always assumed that Macbeth was like the other wacky billionaire spending stupid money on stupid aircraft and laser <laughs> guns. Um, I didn't think he was that rich though. Admittedly, he's also thousand, a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got like a patent on the wheel or some shit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Royalties. Every time someone lights a fire, he gets a nickel. (laughs) I don't know that man money then. (laughs) (laughs) What did you light on fire? Wood. (laughs) Okay. May have been structure for a building, but that's beside the point. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. 
The just kidding. Are on their way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just just remember to always say just kidding after you confess to arson. Just that way you can't be prosecuted. <laughs> Everyone like, knows podcasts aren't admissible. So. Just like if you're if you see a stop sign and then you say, What stop sign? You can roll right through it legally. Actually, I thought you were gonna say if you see a stop sign and then set it on fire. <laughs> I will say, Katie, if you do go to court, definitely opt for a jury because that means like maybe like what 15, 20 people will listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good numbers. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, <laughs> ignorance of the, uh, claiming ignorance of the law does not mean does not negate the fact that you broke the law. It's true. Ignorance of the law is typically considered not to be an excuse. Yeah. Um, but this is not a legal podcast. This is a podcast about a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting really dumb. <laughs> oh, I did like this episode. Though. It was. I liked the tomfoolery, and we didn't go into random cultures mythology. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It was pretty. It worked. Worked well. I like seeing Thalog actually do something. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? What? I guess we learned he's not dead too. That was another thing. Yeah, wow. we've confirmed. <laughs> is this only his second appearance? I think, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. His name is still dumb, so I refuse to call him that. Good, good. I, I am. I was reminded, like once I started up with the first episode to watch this time, that I that I that it's good animation. I still enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good. Should we go to episode 42, whatever the name of that episode is? Yeah. Episode 42 is MIA. Uh, the world tourers come to Britain only to be accosted by English gargoyles who blame Goliath for the disappearance of a clanmate in World War II. Okay. British will, punks. Yeah. I will say one thing. <laughs> Despise one? that unicorn's mouth. They put a human mouth on a unicorn's head. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you got to the end of a horse's face and there was a human mouth there, it's not, it doesn't, it kept changing the perspective of the, of the shape of her head in very disturbing ways. Also, I like, go ahead. And I just have a bigger problem with just the unicorn existing at all. No questions there. But gargoyles exist. No, but that's not weird. <laughs> well, it's just, I, isn't I, English I, gargoyles look like this. I've already, I've already, um, uh, you know, I've already accepted the cargoyles existing, but now they want me to accept that unicorns exist, and that's just a, that's a no, 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 not unicorn gargoyle. Yeah, gargoyles with horse heads and horns. Duh. And very like skinny waves for some reason. Wearing and a people a... legs instead of hooves. No, she has hooves. Does she? I she actually didn't legs. see. I don't know. Well, she has I... people legs, but then they kind of end in hooves. That's I was weird. distracted by the weird pink dress that she never takes off. <laughs> was she supposed to take it off? I don't. I don't. I. I don't like the gargoyle's choice in clothing. <laughs> I mean, she yeah. didn't take it off for for fifty years. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she keeps it on for fifty-five years. She's not going to take it off for you. <laughs> or maybe maybe it was just both Tuesdays in both years and. <laughs> oh, another question: Did the furries get to this episode? <laughs> I'm sure they've gotten to all of the episodes. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I, I forgot to mention in the last episode in Paris this really uncomfortable line where she just goes, 
We're in the most romantic city in the world, and Goliath isn't here to uh, spend the day with me. Right, because because he's still turned to stone. And then she looks at him longingly. Right, it's just like, are we just at the point now where we're just like, yeah, they're they're fucking. I don't think we're at that point because it seems out of character for Goliath. Oh, I forgot. Feels like that's where we're at. I mean, I forgot for the other episode. Maza swears by saying jalapeno. (laughs) Yeah, they they turned into their swear jalapeno. (laughs) That's a great swear word. I mean, also, yeah, they say jalapeno, not jalapeno. It's a little weird. I don't know. Um, There's also the love at first flight. <laughs> oh yeah, that was from the Shangshui and, episode, also. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're not talking. We're talking about the weird <laughs> English episode where they got really na- lazy with the naming scheme of the English gargoyles. <laughs> oh yes, because they're a lion head and a, ho- a unicorn ho- head and a griffin uh, and a yeah, like an eagle head, so like a griffin, and they're called Leo, Una, and Griff. Katie, I hate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, if you want to find uh, this, is another DeviantArt episode for sure. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> if you go to DeviantArt and look for these characters' names. I'm sure you'll find some fun things. Yeah, said, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They, I don't like their appearance. I don't know. It was just too weird. I guess what I did like about this episode, though, if we want to be positive for a second, is. Okay. Uh, I've been waiting uh, for Goliath to fight some Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, I'm Uh, glad that if there's one thing to use the Phoenix Gate for, it's to go back in time and fight some Nazis. I mean, that is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the point of the episodes where I'm like, I want Maza to do something. Maza hasn't done anything in a very long while. I mean, she doesn't. She yeah. She opens the uh, episode being surrounded by 1990s British street punks with their their bad accents and their uh, uh, mohawks and racism. <laughs> we get we get to the racism at the end of the episode. I don't think we saw it in this. Yeah. I think they're um, supposed to represent like skinheads. I think. Yeah, yeah. One, British. One guy monthly. had a shirt on that was literally ripped, like into pieces and he was still wearing it i'm not sure i remember punk uh from this era and uh it didn't look like that you guys there was a lot more there was a lot more mascara involved if i from what i remember of punk i don't know british punk's a little different I don't know. Just making that up. Just the accents are different, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) They did actually look like British versions of the uh the the New York punks that commonly appear. Well, I don't know if you guys heard that thunder just now. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was spooky. Um, I I don't know. The accents of the show recently have been bad. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah, the Demona's uh French accent was pretty bad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I took a lot of Fr- I took a lot of French in high school. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so is, th- sorry, go ahead, Rachel. I'd be like, also, um, Peter point, pointed this me out, pointed this out earlier to me that Griffin or Griff, sorry, sorry, is wearing 1990s punk stuff when he's from the 1940s. 
Just tops, though. No yeah. pants. They're wearing weird I mean, underwear. I mean, he has like he has like a leather studded leather jacket that is also a unitard. Like it turns, it goes down and connects to his underpants. Who knows what's under that belt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. No, he does. That's what makes it weird. That he tucked his jacket into a belt and then has on wrestling <laughs> skinnies that they're. <laughs> So does a lot. Can I just not wear pants? Well, maybe it's hard with their tails and they just don't want to deal with it. Just cut a hole in it. But then what if, you know, you get a breeze I mean, and then everyone sees up your pants? Oh. I mean, Goliath is wearing a, uh, what is that called? Like a, it's just a cloth that hangs in front of his. A loincloth. <laughs> a loincloth, yeah. A cloth in front of his loin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Argoyles were kind of like in caveman wear, like stereotypical caveman wear. Yeah, even Angela, who ostensibly grew up with people who had clothes, was <laughs> like, well, just this one piece of material. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, again, this is going with the theory of let's make toys. So we, they got to be bright and colorful and simple. Uh, that is 100% accurate because uh, <laughs> at this point in the show, I think as we've said in previous episodes, Gargoyle's toys are the number one toys in America. Uh, so, do, Dear God, they make terrible outfits. Yeah, I mean, even the the appearance of like all these different creatures and uh, changes to characters and like we're also in the point in the show where they start to like pitch uh, a sort of Gargoyle's experience extended universe uh with all these other shows that they kind of wanted to make into additional shows uh so mia is one of those where they wanted like an english version of gargoyles with a little more color uh and stuff like that even the ending of the golem episode ends with the sort of golem summoner kind of standing on a rooftop like batman staring off <laughs> into the, moon, the moonlight like uh, like we were supposed to care about them, I guess. Did they make <laughs> toys of all of those? I don't think there was a golem toy, but certainly I'm pretty sure Griff and Una and Leo became toys. Well, huh. so, I mean, that certainly plays into like the two things we're seeing them do a lot is like, again, sh- showing these sort of alternate versions of gargoyles. And also they seem to always have like some sort of hero that is not Goliath or any of the gargoyles, just like some random person who has some ancient bloodline that causes them to be able to uh, gain a bunch of powers and save the day. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it, it comes and it goes, right. We're meeting with some people, but we're also running into some old folks. And yeah. I having... think they go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. But I think that you're probably, I mean, it, it's probably an attempt to find a spinoff and just play mm-hmm. with it and see what works. And if, if something, you know, if one episode was really good, maybe they, you know, pitch it as a spinoff later. I will say yeah, favorite, I think that was kind of the plan. My, my favorite note about the show is great, more stupid time travel. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Yet well, again, I, another uh, a, a example of the deterministic nature of the Gargoyles universe. It has yes, to happen. And, and, well, and furthermore, I mean, it, it fed into uh, Goliath's solution, right? He said, well, hold on a minute. I can't change what what happened over the next 40 50 years oh so i'll just take you back to the present with me now so that you won't exist in those intervening years boom problem solved 
seemed like kind of a lazy solution. It's like, I mean, it was it was smart. It was smart. But uh, I can't help but think that, like, you know, they're just like, oh, everything's okay now because you brought it back. It's like, well, you still lost 50 years with your friend. <laughs> like, I still feel like that kind of sucks. Yep. But, I don't know. I, I'm yeah, not a huge fan of time travel, generally. It's, it's weird to think that those people's actions in the future is what caused their own previous tragedy to occur. The thing that made them ornery and caused the thing in the future that happened is because of the thing in the past that they made happen in the future. Right. Right. Everything's everything's already established. <laughs> that was very eloquently said. Oh, it's like it's like that last episode of uh, Star Trek. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the last episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. That was you know actually previous to this, but it was very similar where. The cast is trying to figure out something that happened in the future that then had implications in the past. Uh, it was a whole weird circular. I, I know I've seen it. I just don't remember it. Well, we're not going to get into that. It's not the show about Star Trek. This is generation. not the Next Generation podcast. I'm sure that <laughs> no. one exists. Um, <laughs> another, so us... sh- another show I haven't watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, just to wrap this one up, I was I was happy to see. Um, that the show ended with some Nazi punks being fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the other thing in the golem episode that, you know, again, they, they don't call, they don't call out the, the people that are being oppressed in, in Prague as Jewish. And so the nature of the people that are oppressing them in modern times is also not noted. So, I mean, you know, they, they do name the Nazis. They do call it, yeah, Griff can't say the word Nazi in his English accent enough times. <laughs> but but they I mean the the neo-Nazis or skinheads or British punks or whatever you want to call them, the racist punks or assholes in the, the modern day, quote unquote modern day from 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um are no, they're not called anything in particular. They're not called Nazis or neo-Nazis, but they yeah. are they are racist assholes who are beating up an an immigrant and then basically get curb stomped. So good good for the show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> take a stand. Was that a, was like neo-Nazi like in the vernacular of 1994? Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. a huge it was it was a resurging uh thing in the 90s. Uh, okay, just... which is kind of like think. I mean, the term neo-Nazi was coined, I think, in the '80s, but in the '90s, yeah, we we heard all all about it all the time. Yeah, just double checking because again, I was not alive in 1994. <laughs> yes, it was one I, of those I... things because I I knew a lot of people in 19 in the '90s who were into the punk culture, and they were you know there was. Um, an odd convergence occasionally between punk culture and white supremacist culture. And that created a kind of, uh, counter clash in the, in the punk culture where then people like became straight edged and like intense morality became a part of, uh, punk culture for a few years, uh, where, you know, people like swore off drugs and drinking and swearing even, um, And then they went to a punk show, you know, and beat the shit out of each other. So, <laughs> wait, so they would swear off swearing? Yep. They Fuck this fuckery. Oh. <laughs> 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 just wanted to clarify. Addicted to sobriety. 
You're going to make this podcast have a um, explicit rating, which I just found out is a thing. Oh, I mean, I can I can drop some more bombs. That's fine. Like an yeah. F-bomb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice plug. Yeah. All right. Well, I, is there anything else to say about this set of three episodes? No, I don't think so. We covered it, you guys. Another one in the can. Great job. Great. Yeah, everybody. Nazis got fucked. That was okay. We couldn't say a better subtitle on Nostalgia Plus. Nazis get fucked. <laughs> this is this is a, a just a, a PSA. Don't have sex with Nazis. Don't don't have sex with Nazis. Don't. That's do not it. as catchy, but you know we'll put it in the in the liner notes. <laughs> Cop with a slash any hate group. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, don't don't limit your dislike of uh, the prejudice and the bigoted to just Nazis. You really get all get all of them in there. Yeah, the clan, you know, all of them. Yeah, all the all the heavy hitters. Okay. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Sorry. We're done. Get us out of here. <laughs> well, Sorry. <laughs> uh I've been your host, Dan Evanson. You can find myself at DanielEvanson.com. Please follow me at Sinister Infant on Twitter. I've been joined, as always, uh, by Katie Willis. That's me again. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ShimmyBook. And uh, Nick Evangelisa. Yeah, you can uh, listen to the other podcasts we do on TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at TackySlacks. And Peter Shaver. Ah, you can find me on Twitter at ShoelessPete or on the internets at uh, pashafer.com. And uh, Rachel. Hi. I need to learn to keep my mouth shut or our stupid shit comes out of it. <laughs> but if you want more stupid shit that makes me sound like I'm high, which I'm not, uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at, Ar- at Argent Rabe. I think the whole point of this is for us as a group to open our mouths and let stupid shit come out. Yeah, isn't that also the other podcast that we do? <laughs> All our podcasts are like that. So yeah, please join us uh, for the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast uh, every month at TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. Join our Discord server, which you can also find at TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. And if you want to send us an email, you can do so at TooManyThoughtsMedia at gmail.com. Is that right? Great. Yeah, or you can hit the Discord and just talk to us directly there. Yes, we are all constantly looking for uh, conversations with human beings. I don't know uh, why. I'm not. It sounds terrible <laughs> when I say it out loud. But. <laughs> but please join us. And thanks for listening. So long. I don't know why I clapped. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs>